How Not to Die from Liver Diseases, Chapter 8, from the book How Not to Die by Dr. Michael Gregor. There are some patients you never forget. On the first day of my GI rotation, GI stands for gastrointestinal, which means I was about to come face to face with any issues in the digestive tract from mouth to tush. I reported in and was told to go observe my team of senior doctors in one of the endoscopy rooms where physicians use a scope to look into the GI tract for all manner of routine procedures. I expected to walk into a colonoscopy looking at a rectal polyp or maybe an upper endoscopy looking at stomach ulcer. But I'll never forget what I saw. It fuels me to this day in my mission to help people understand the connection between lifestyle and health. A sedated patient was lying on a gurney surrounded by a team of doctors using a scope with a camera. I looked at the monitor trying to find out anatomical landmarks to understand where the scope was. It was definitely down the throat. But the esophagus was snaked with what looked like a throbbing varicose veins. They were everywhere. They looked like worms trying to emerge from under the smooth surface of the esophagus. Several had eroded through the lining and were spurting blood. I watched as more blood surged out with every one of the patient's heartbeats. She was basically bleeding to death into her stomach. The doctors tried desperately to cauterize and tie off those fountains of fresh red blood. But it was like a game of whack-a-mole. Every time one was cut off, another sprang up. There was no These are known as esophageal varices, veins swollen with bagged up blood due to cirrhotic liver. Watching this nightmare unfold, I wondered how the patient first came down with cirrhosis. Was she an alcoholic? Did she contract hepatitis? I remember thinking how devastated she must have been when she found out she had end stage liver disease. How was her family coping? I was jerked back from my thoughts by screeching monitor alarms she was bleeding out. The doctors couldn't transfuse blood faster than the patient was losing it internally. Her blood pressure fell and her heart stopped. The staff jumped into action with chest compressions, pedals delivering shocks and injections of adrenaline. But within minutes she was gone. It was my job to talk to the patient's family i learned that her cirrhosis was not due to drinking too much or from being on four drug user her liver had scarred over because she was obese and had developed a fatty liver everything i had just witnessed was preventable a direct result of lifestyle choices when people are overweight They suffer from social stigma, knee problems, and increased risk for metabolic disorders like diabetes. But this was the first person I saw bled to death before my eyes. The family cried. I cried. I swore to myself, I do whatever was necessary to help prevent this from ever happening to anyone under my care. You can make do with only one kidney you can survive without a spleen or a gallbladder 
you can even get by without a stomach but you can't live without a liver the body's largest internal organ what exactly does the liver do up to 500 different functions have been attributed to this vital organ first and foremost it plays the role of bouncer keeping unwanted guests out of your bloodstream whatever you absorb through your digestive tract isn't immediately circulated throughout the body the blood from your intestines first goes straight to the liver where nutrients are metabolized and toxins are neutralized it's no surprise then that what you eat can and does play a critical role in liver health and disease about 60000 american die of liver disease every year and the death rates have risen each of the last 5 years the incidence of liver cancer alone has been rising about 4% every year over the last decade liver dysfunction can run in families like the iron overload disease hemochromatosis it can be caused by infection that can lead to liver cancer or it can stem from drugs most often inadvertent or intentional overdoses of tylenol the most common causes however are drink and food alcoholic liver disease and fatty liver disease alcoholic liver disease according to famous series of papers in the journal of american medical association called the actual causes of death in the united states The leading killer of Americans in the 2000 was tobacco followed by diet and inactivity. The third leading killer alcohol. About half of alcohol related deaths were due to sudden causes like motor vehicle accidents. The other half was slower and the leading cause was alcoholic liver disease. Excessive alcohol consumption can lead to an accumulation of fat in the liver, what's known as fatty liver, which can cause inflammation and result in liver scarring. and eventually liver failure the cdc defines excessive drinking as a regular consumption of more than one drink a day for women and more than two a day for men a drink is defined as 12 ounces of beer 8 ounces of malt liquor 5 ounces of wine or 1.5 ounces a shot of hard liquor progression of the disease can usually be halted by stopping drinking but sometimes it is too late heavy alcohol consumption can cause a fatty liver in less than 3 weeks but it usually resolves within 4 to 6 weeks after stopping drinking but in 5 to 15% of cases the disease continues to progress and the liver starts to scar despite alcohol cessation similarly once alcohol induced hepatitis that is liver inflammation is diagnosed Three-year survival rates can be as high as 90% among people who stop drinking after diagnosis. But as many as 18% of them go on to develop cirrhosis and irreparable scarring of the liver. The best strategy is to avoid alcoholic liver disease is not to drink so much in the first place. But if you do drink excessively, help is available. Though most people who drink may not be alcoholics, There is convincing evidence that 12-step programs such as Alcoholic Anonymous can be effective for those who suffer from alcohol dependence. Non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. 
The most common cause of a fatty liver is not alcohol, but non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. You may remember the blockbuster documentary Supersize Me, in which the film's director Morgan Supplock ate exclusively at McDonald's for a month. Predictably, Spurlock's weight, blood pressure, and cholesterol all went up, but so did his liver enzymes. That was a sign that his liver cells were dying and spilling their contents into his bloodstream. How was his diet causing liver damage? Let's put it in this way. He was beginning to turn his liver into human foie gras, fatty liver pate. Some critics wrote off the film as overly sensational, but researchers in Sweden took it seriously enough to formally replicate Spurlock's one-man experience. In this study, a group of men and women agreed to eat two fast food meals a day. At the start, the liver enzymes levels were normal. But after just one week of this diet, more than 75% of the volunteers' liver function test results from pathological. If an unhealthy diet can cause liver damage within just seven days, it should be no surprise that NAFLD has quietly become the most common cause of chronic liver disease. In the United States, affecting an estimated 70 million people. That's about one in three adults. Nearly 100% of those with severe obesity can be affected. Like alcoholic fatty liver, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease starts with a buildup of fat deposits in the liver that causes no symptoms. In rare case, this can progress to inflammation and over years end up scarring the liver into a state of cirrhosis, resulting in liver cancer, liver failure and even death, as I saw in that endoscopy suite. Fast food is so effective at instigating the disease because non-alcoholic fatty liver disease is associated with the intake of soft drinks and meat. Drinking just one can of soda a day appears to raise the odds of getting fatty liver disease by 45%. Meanwhile, those who eat the meat equivalent of 14 chicken nuggets or more daily have nearly triple the rate of fatty liver disease compared to people who eat 7 nuggets worth or less. Non-alcoholic fatty liver disease has been characterized as a tale of fat and sugar. But not all fat affects the liver similarly. People suffering from fatty liver inflammation were found to be consuming more animal fat and cholesterol, but less plant fat and fiber and antioxidants. This may explain why adherence to a Mediterranean diet with plenty of fruits, vegetables, whole grains and beans has been associated with less severe fatty liver disease, even though it is not typically a low-fat diet. Non-alcoholic fatty liver disease may also be caused by cholesterol overload. The dietary cholesterol found in eggs, meat and dairy can become oxidized and then set off a chain reaction that results in excess fat in the liver. When the concentration of cholesterol in your liver cells gets too high, it can crystallize like rock candy and result in inflammation. The process is similar to the way uric acid crystals cause gout. 
your white blood cell try to engulf the cholesterol crystals but then die in the process spilling out inflammatory compounds this may explain how benign fatty liver can turn into serious hepatitis to explore the relationship between diet and serious liver disease about 9000 american adults were studied for 13 years the researchers noted that their most important finding may be that cholesterol consumption was a strong predictor of cirrhosis and liver cancer those consuming the amount of cholesterol found in two egg mac muffins or more each day appeared to double the risk of hospitalization or death your best bet for avoiding non alcoholic fatty liver disease the most common cause of liver disease may be to avoid excess calories cholesterol saturated fat and sugar